Blog Talk Radio. Hello, 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 my friends. I want to welcome you to Off the Shelf this morning. Blog Talk Radio is off the shelf. It's a gorgeous Saturday, and the weather has been so mild here on the East Coast. I'm, I'm of course, coming to you from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It's been a really mild summer, I think. We had maybe a week, a week and a half of hot weather, and then it just got mild, and I, I absolutely love the weather right now. I want to again welcome you to Office Shelf for August the 24th. My goodness, one more week left in August. Where does the time go? And especially to our loyal listeners who've been with us for going on 10 years, 10 years, 10 years, my friends. Thank you for being here with us here at Off the Shelf. It is such a joy to have you here. I say that every week. I mean that more than more than I could say it. If I said it a zillion times, I, I would mean it more than that. For those who, this is your first time coming off the shelf, I always like to introduce myself because I listen to online radio as well, and sometimes I wonder, who is the host? Who is that person speaking? And sometimes I wonder who the, who the guests are. So it's always nice to know, especially if you want to go back and, and even learn more about them. So I want to introduce myself to you. I'm your host, Denise Turney. And as I told you earlier, I'm coming to you live from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the city of brotherly love. And I have to thank you again. I simply have to for your support. I, I just so appreciate you. And I encourage you not to let another day pass before you pick up a copy of my new book, Love Pour Over Me. You, you, you're you not going to get what's in this book if you don't pick up a copy of the book. You can hear me talk about it. You, you, you won't know a painting, a song, a book, so many things, uh, a play. You can hear people talk about it. You really won't be able to appreciate it and get what's in it unless you get it for yourself. And when you get a copy of Love Pour Over Me, you get mystery and romance and friendship. There are high chase scenes in a book that will keep you on the edge of your seat and loads of entertainment. It's the, it's the the contrast between a father and a son's relationship and how that impacts his relationship with a woman who, by the end of the story, I think you will be so moved to watch these people evolve the same way we all evolve. It's it's thought-provoking. You're going to think. It's going to pull a lot of emotion out of you. It's just a powerfully moving book. And you can add Love Pour Over Me to your collection. You can enjoy this story by reading it for yourself, on by going to any online or offline retailer, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Google Books, iTunes, eBook it, Walmart. If you don't see it on the shelf, just ask the clerk for it, and they can order a special copy for you because Love Pour Over Me is carried by the largest book distributors in the, in the world. So I want to encourage you again to go and get a copy of Love Pour Over Me. And I think our special guest just arrived, so I want to go connect her so I can introduce you to our special guest. Valerie? Hello. Hello, hello. We've been on uh, probably just three, about three minutes. So I wanted to, I'm just introducing the show, and I wanted to introduce you. So I want to thank you for joining us here off the shelf this morning. For our guest, uh, I want to tell you a little bit about Valerie. She is uh, Valerie Carey. Her last name is Carey. She's a retired New York City police sergeant. She's an entrepreneur, and she's the founder of Time of the Month. She's also a mom, a certified New York City uh, or NYC general topic speaker, a mentor, community activist, and author of the book Time of the Month. And you can find Valerie online at www. And it's it's. Let me know if I'm spelling this right. Is it t o t m time of the month dot com? Absolutely. Okay, so for our listeners again, that's it's like the the acronym for it. Then it's spelled out. So. T O T M time T I M E O F T H E M O N T H. Again, that's T O T M T I M E 
timeofthemonth.com. And you can go over there now. She's She's been on television. She's really getting the word out. You can go over there now and check out her website and learn more about her, even as you listen to her here on Off the Shelf. And, and, and if you start really, really getting a lot out of the show, make sure you go out and tell your friends and young women that you know, teenagers, college-age students, to, to, to tune in Off the Shelf so they can get the same information from Valerie that you do. So what I want to start by asking you, Valerie, is what inspired you to write Time of the Month? Well, uh, Denise, what inspired me to write Time of the Month uh, initially started as a book for my daughter, Shelby, something for her to document her menstrual cycle, something for me to convey some tips and advice on what she should be doing during that time of the month. And as I was composing this book for her, I just thought that so many other girls and women can actually utilize the book. Um, So I decided to publish it. Oh, okay. You're the second person that's been on Off the Shelf who wrote a book for a a child, and then it just expanded from there. Or, Or they wanted to cover a topic for a child and then it expanded for there. Can you tell us that said, can you give us a little synopsis of time of the month and some of the topics that it covers? Well, um, time of the month, the ultimate period planner is a combination of a calendar where you can uh, document your uh, schedule but it also comes with specific pages in the calendar portion of the book where you are documenting your flow and your cycle, uh, how many tampons or napkins you might have used or if you used a menstrual cup, um, what type of mood you were in, whether you were happy or sad or depressed or cranky. You can notate what you were experiencing during of that particular month, your cravings, the pains that you're experiencing, any skin conditions you may have had, and then what remedies did you take to uh, deal with the symptoms that you had. Uh, So that's part of the book. The other part of the book um, gives you advice and tips on what you can be doing to prevent bloating and cramping. And it it talks about different teas you can drink and your feelings and uh, water and just different TOTM tips that you can um, you can listen to to have a so happy period because that's the ultimate goal is to have a happy period. We shouldn't be cranky during mm. that time of the month. And you know, I think it's become acceptable. Just like some people say that it, having a baby doesn't have to be just incredibly painful. Uh, you know, years ago when women didn't even have anesthesia, there was there were other ways to reduce that pain. But we've gotten so to where we just expect it to be uncomfortable. I was I recently wrote an article as a freelance writer uh, about the, uh, uh, postpartum depression, and one thing that that it that came out to me was they said the levels of our hormones, like when the estrogen and the progesterone are up. When a woman is pregnant, they're generally up, and you can feel better actually then. And then for some people, well, for all of us, they they'll level drop down and become more balanced. And some women have a difficult time with that drop, and that can uh, that that can also cause a person to go through depression. Can you talk about what what are some of the estrogen? They say throughout the month for a woman, our estrogen levels fluctuate, and we know during menopause they'll often drop. But can you talk about that fluctuation and how it does impact how a woman feels? Well, your hormone levels um, definitely do uh, bear a lot on your moods and your feelings. And basically, from the standpoint where I come from, is what can we do to pull ourselves out of these slumps? Uh, naturally and holistically without having to reach for uh, a doctor's prescription. So mm-hmm. when you're 
when you're feeling sad or depressed uh, during your time of the month, some of the things that you can do are exercise and eat different foods um, that contain vitamin B6 uh, because that actually helps boost your mood. And foods like oatmeal, uh, one of my biggest uh, TOTM foods that I like to recommend and eat myself would happen to be bananas. And I call those my triple threat to PMS because it helps with bloating and it helps with cramping and it actually does help boost your mood uh, because of the vitamin B6 that's in it and because of the potassium that's in it. Um, And I recommend anyone who actually deals with cramps that have cramps um, during that time of the month to try eating two bananas a day while you're on your TOTM, and you can uh, more than likely, 90%, I would probably even say 95% of the people that I've recommended to eat bananas during their TOTM have actually come back to me and said, Valerie, you know, this actually worked. And most recently, um, my daughter had a fashion show, and some of the models that were in the fashion show, one particular model, she was actually on her period. Mm -hmm. So... She came to me and I said, okay, have a banana. And as she's eating the banana, she actually said, you know, this is actually helping me feel better. And she wore a white dress in the bathroom while she was on her TOTM. So um, there's just different things that we can do. Um, We can just look right in our pantry, go to the farmer's market to actually have – it's back to having a happier, pain-free Period. We don't have to be cranky. We don't have to be mean to the mm-hmm. people surrounding us. But mm-hmm. each woman is different. And you know, you you actually mentioned something that I wanted to kind of piggyback off of mm-hmm. uh, pregnancy. When people tell you, oh, you're going to have a painful pregnancy, or it's so it hurts so much. Just like periods, each pregnancy is different. Everyone's yes. period is different. Yeah. So you experience yeah. a different. You have a different experience every month, and so it's good to know your flow. I like to say know your flow, and through documentation, you can begin to become more aware of who you are and what you experience each month. And that changes with age. It changes Mm -hmm. with childbirth. So it's really important to document. I think a lot of us uh, women, you know, it's like once you get your period, you you know what to expect. But then as you grow in age, you tend to get away from tracking your cycle. And then yeah. you don't realize that by not tracking your cycle that you're doing a disservice to yourself. You're really doing so a So you don't know, yeah, yourself. like you might not know when to start eating more bananas or, yeah, or something like that. But, other, but, but more so just than that, your your period is very indicative to what's going on in your body. If you're used to having a three-day period or mm-hmm. your flow is yeah right yes yeah. yeah and then it begins to increase there yep. there may be a specific reason why mm-hmm. you're starting to have a heavy flow and if you're not right. documenting this and then you don't address it with your gyn your, your gynecologist then you may not know that for for instance like myself i uh recently found out that my fibroids have grown to a size where they now have to be removed and because my flow became heavier I knew something wasn't right my flow okay. was heavier and that was due to the fibroids I started having more frequency going to the to the bathroom that's because the fibroids sitting on a bladder so you have to look uh, at your body and become aware of what's going on yeah and that that's not just the time of the month that's what you know that's why they tell you to do breast exams not so you can Absolutely. find a lump but so you can become familiar with what your breasts feel like, and you'll know right away when something doesn't feel right. And the same thing that you just said with the charting of your uh, of the time of the month, and I think just learning when I read about the the hormones, it's it's helpful to know that it's not you. You're not a mean person, or and there are things that you can do to to alleviate it. I think that's very very helpful. Now, are there worksheets? And exercises that readers complete as they work their way through the book? Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say that there are worksheets, but there are uh, those pages where 
it's um, where they're able to circle their conditions and then go back and look, and they can compare from month to month how their cycle has varied. And I think that is definitely um, something that every woman should really be doing during their time of the month. They should be tracking what they're experiencing and how they actually deal with it. Is that why you created a calendar? I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, no, no, excuse me. Well, the calendar, uh, going back to when I had uh, initially created this, I have one daughter, Shelby. And because I never had that TOTM talk, that period talk with my mom, never had the talk, I really didn't know how to convey this information to my daughter verbally. But I knew how to put it in written prose. So what I decided to do was to write the book. But as I wrote the book, I was able to then verbally communicate what I wanted to tell her. And so the book actually became a tool to allow me to communicate with my daughter about what she was going to be experiencing month after month and how she should become more aware of her body. And and not to compare yourself to your friends because, you know, women get together, girls get together, and they tell stories of how their menstruation is and how bad their cramps are. And so sometimes a young girl can be very impressionable and think that, well, that's what I'm supposed to be experiencing and that's why I'm supposed to stay in bed during uh, my period. And that's not the case because everyone is different. And I'm so glad you keep saying that because we all are, and and we know that our our genetics and our thoughts and so many things what we're experiencing in our life they all influence how we feel. So and everybody doesn't have the same experience, and we don't all respond to the same experience. We don't have the same genetics, so it it, it is different. Just because somebody else said it's real painful for them doesn't mean it's going to be that way for you. Now at your website, which I want to give out to our listeners again, which is T O T M timeofthemonth.com at your website, Valerie, you talk about the PMS myths and you sort of alluded to, you know, everybody's different, so what somebody else tells you is their experience does not mean it's going to be yours. Now, what are some of the PMS myths people believe but would be much better off letting go of? Well, there are so many that we can probably pull from and uh, it's really pleasing to see when I go and speak to um, women and girls, young girls in particular, that some of these myths are starting to be dispelled. And one of the Mm. most popular myths I know um, growing up was that you couldn't take a bath while you were on your period. Wow, I never heard that. Yes, that was uh, a, a myth that I heard growing up, and then even in wow. um women now, people say, yeah, you know, they know or they've heard you're not supposed to take a bath while you're on your period, but taking Where a bath that is actually from? very therapeutic. You know, it actually came from way, way, way back when, when we didn't have the luxury of indoor plumbing, when we had communal bathing where everyone pretty much shared the same bath water. So when someone came and the first person, or normally it was the father who got to bathe first and then the mother and the kids, but if the woman was on her menstruation, no one wanted to take a bath behind her because they felt that it was dirty. And so that's why a woman couldn't take a bath during her time of the month. But as, you know, um, we evolved as a society and got indoor plumbing, whereas we didn't have to share bath water and things of that nature, um, somehow, because, you know, it just was handed down from generation, don't take a bath. Don't, and not even knowing why they initially wow. weren't taking a bath during. Wow. So uh, warm water, sitting in um, some warm water is actually really good because it helps relieve some of those you know, the tension, the cramps that you may be experiencing. So I highly encourage women to take a bath during your time of the month. And this is not to say that women do not cleanse. You know, those who were told not to take a bath, they were told to take a shower as opposed to mm-hmm. taking a bath. 
So right. that's one of um one of the myths of um menstruation. Another myth well and it seems as if a lot of these myths deal with water. You're not supposed to wash your hair. Uh, wow. during that time of the month. Uh you're not supposed to swim during that time of the month. And the swimming um, I get, the washing your hair I don't get. <laughs> well the swimming I, I get you, what is it that you get about not swimming during that time of the month? No, no, no. I don't I I, I don't think you shouldn't swim. I think you should. I'm saying I can oh, okay. see from when you when you explain the myth about don't take a bath because I was like where'd that come from? Then I can understand where the myth from swimming would come from. I don't okay. agree okay. with it, but I can see where the hair. I don't I don't get that. That one I don't get where that myth came from. No, I don't either. But yeah, uh, strange. As we become more aware and and take this conversation from closed doors behind. No, in the mm-hmm. closet, it's, it's as if it's something that we're not supposed to talk about. But it's okay. It, you know, there's like double standards, of course, in any society. And um, men seem to have a great uh, deal of bearing on um, the way things are looked at in society. It's okay for um, commercials to be aired about uh, sex toys. You know, vibrators. Now mm-hmm. Trojan has these commercials, but yet and still it's not okay to talk about a period, which is something that's yeah. so natural. And it and every woman will experience it, and it's the reason why we have life. But yet and still, you know, it's you know deemed as something that's dirty, something that we shouldn't talk about. and But it's something that we should definitely be educated about. And something, mm-hmm. uh, it's a conversation that is well worth having. Yes, and 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 you and and I think it's just wonderful that you're talking about it because some people might feel shame around it. It could be subconscious shame, and I think it's good to talk about it. It's natural. And one thing that jumped out at me when you were talking about the bath that just I had never heard that. So I was like, wow. But I think about how and you went through the history of it, which I appreciate you doing that. I think about how many things, and I don't, I don't want to get off topic. How many things, from religious beliefs to the way we prepare food to whatever, came from some time in life that we, something was going on in society that doesn't happen anymore, and we still carry these beliefs. Like, it's like let it go. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to hold on to it anymore. You don't need it anymore. Things have changed. You don't need it anymore. That is just, I thought about that when you said that. Uh, I wanted to ask you next from your research, Valerie, how impactful, and we touched on this a little bit earlier, I think of all the women who struggle with, PMS is no fun, who struggle with this, how impactful is the menstrual cycle? We talked about hormones and how they impact mood. But from your research, just how much of an impact does the menstrual cycle have on a woman's mood, her thought processes, uh, just generally how she feels and relates to other people? Well, it. I would like to preface that with once again saying every woman is different. Okay. And I think the the foundation of the way you experience your menstrual cycle is your mindset. And the way that you view your menstrual cycle. So the way that you were brought up thinking about your menstrual cycle has a great impact on the way that you experience it month after month, Mm. the way that you interact with people around you during um, that time of the month. So if your mindset, if you were brought up, with the mindset that during that time of the month um, you're supposed to lay in a bed, you know, it's okay to be nasty and snappy because you're on your period, then you will have this preconceived notion that this is the way I should act. But if you were taught that having a monthly flow is a gift, it's not a curse, You'll have a more positive outlook on your period, and you'll be more active during your period. 
You won't, as I say, sit on the sidelines, you know, of life a week out of the month, every month. So I think that once you become at peace with your period, knowing that you're going to get it every month and not, you know, regret having it or not, you know, have any animosity towards it, when you have built up angst, your 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 body is going to feel tension, which will actually contribute to cramps because some of it is mentally. Some of it is physical in a sense that um, you may experience cramps through, if you've been diagnosed with endometriosis or maybe perhaps you might have some other condition, let's just say a fibroid condition. And those fibroids normally, um, every, I'm not going to say every woman, but about 90% of women have or will have fibroids throughout their life. But some fibroids are not, they just, it's not going to bother them. But when you get to a certain age between your late 30s and 40s and going into your 50s, that's when fibroids actually do begin to grow because of the estrogen that's being produced. And then, of course, when you go into menopause, they'll reduce. So if, in fact, that you don't have a medical reason for cramps, it can be a psychological reason for cramps because of the way that you're mm. viewing your period. So I like to advise women and girls to look into having, you know, some quiet time during your TOTM. Meditate. And and you don't have to spend a half an hour meditating. You can do five minutes, ten yeah. minutes, just being still and concentrating on your breath and just thinking positive thoughts, you will notice a difference. And just by becoming more active, by walking, walking actually helps. And mm. if you if you are even more uh, advantageous, you may want to run. I think that some women, they, they kind of refrain from active sports because they're so concerned about having an accident. They're putting things out there that haven't even happened yet. What if I have an accident? People will know I'm on yeah. my period. Well, there are things that you can do. You can double up, wear extra long pads, or wear a menstrual cup and, and double up in the sense where you wear a menstrual cup and you wear a pad. And so now you're double mm-hmm. protected from having an accident. And now you can go out and have fun. You can run, and when you run, you know, your endorphins go up, so that makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. It's all about and I, I I had to preface it. It's the way that you think about uh, the period. Wow, you know you are very knowledgeable, and I have so much I want to cover with you. I can I can tell you've done your work. I wonder you kind of alluded to this earlier. So much of our society, and again, we go so much of what goes on in our world today is from very old, ancient stuff that that really. I think we would do well to let go of. Now, some of it over the years we have let go of, and some of it we still hold on to. But do you think that our hormones, the hormones in men, I've heard men say women will never, ever understand what it's like to be a man because you just, the hormones, the way we function, it, it what's going on in our systems is so different. And then when you think of of women, not only do we think differently, but with our hormones are even different. Do you think that we will ever completely understand each other considering these hormonal shifts that women have that men don't have and men have that women don't have? Well, I don't think that any man can completely understand what a woman goes through. I can I can probably say that a woman can relate more to what a man would go through, you know, in the sense that, I mean, the way that our bodies are, even with hormones, because with some women, um, if, you know, our testosterone goes up, then we, you know, begin to get facial hair and, you know, we we might become a little more angry, but a man will, will never be able to have a baby or experience what it's like to have a baby and, you know, some men can be sensitive, um, 
Yeah, I guess some men could be sensitive, but, you know, honestly, the way that God has made us, we can never truly know. You you can't walk in a man's shoes, and a man right. can't walk in a woman's shoes. We yeah. can kind of try and emphasize and yeah. um, kind of try to figure out what they may be experiencing because, you know, men go through their midlife crisis because they're feeling not adequate because their libido is low, and so they want to... When their libido becomes low, it's like it's an attack on their manhood, which is why they then go and try and get a younger woman. But the way that they get a younger woman is with their money, so it makes them feel as if they're still a man, which is why they came out with Viagra. So that's <laughs> but, um, you know, and I, I seem to be going off on a tangent, but can we really know what the next sex is experiencing or feeling? I don't think so. Yeah, and, and that's odd. We try, we communicate, we talk, but it's like if somebody, and it's not just the, that, the gender or this other sex, is if somebody hasn't gone through what you've gone through, they could be another woman. It's just that complete understanding is just not there. Unless you, know, you think about support groups. People go to support groups with people who been through what they've been through. Somebody who's not been through it, they, they can think they know, but you you never know until you walk in those shoes yourself. Have you come across, Valerie, I think it's wonderful what you're doing, have you come across any other organizations like Time of the Month? You know, actually, I have. Um, I've actually had the pleasure of connecting with some um, other organizations online that that are about positive menstrual awareness. And um, one of those individuals uh, works with You Are Love TSS, which deals with toxic shock syndrome. So that deals on another level of menstrual cycles because women do um, use tampons, and tampons have been highly associated with toxic shock syndrome, TSS, as it's commonly called. Um, but, yes, I I have um, connected with other organizations um, that deal with menstrual cycles um, and awareness, and they talk about it as well, which is, is really refreshing to know that there are other people out there that have a positive outlook on the menstrual cycle and that are um, actively out there um, speaking about it. But one of the um, first organizations that I did um, that I did get to meet and collaborate with happened to be You Are Loved, TSS. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Now, besides your book, what other? I know you do you do other things, and I just want our off-the-shelf listeners be introduced to them. So besides the time of the month book, what other products or services do you offer people through your organization, Time of the Month? Well, uh, besides the book, and because I feel that it's a lifestyle of, you know, happiness during that time of the month, and you can express yourself during that time of the month, we have uh, POTM t-shirts and POTM sweatshirts, and then we have our TOTM mugs, which I love to drink my tea out of my TOTM mug, and um, there are different emoticons um, that are on the front of the book, so you have the so happy face, and the cranky face, and the irritable, <laughs> there are different, different ex- uh, emotions that we experience during that time of the month, which is fine, but the ultimate goal is to stay so happy, which is why the so happy face is the biggest one, so we do have... Um, the T-shirts and the mugs, and we have bags with our, our logo on it. What we are currently working on is having completing an app where the app will be based off of the book um, for women to be able to track their cycles straight from their Android or their iPhone. I also have a TOTM coaching program for our teens and tweens, but also for women as well, and the coaching program, what they'll get from that is they'll learn, let's say for the the, the teen, tween uh, program, they'll learn how to deal uh, with having their period at home. Um, They'll learn ways to stay happy during their period. Um, 
that also teach them the proper and discreet methods of disposing their sanitary napkins because some young ladies just really don't know how to properly dispose of mm-hmm. a sanitary napkin. Um, I teach them how to recognize and deal with the moods that they experience during their period and also how to prevent accidents from happening, but also what to do when they do have an an accident. And that's what I, I do with the coaching program for the teens and tweens. And then for, um, I call it the big girl program, is, you know, I also teach them how to stay happy during their period. I teach them how to stay sexy and feeling sexy during their period. Um, they'll be able to learn ways to pamper themselves during their period because I think that some of us, we just we don't give our bodies enough attention during that time of the month. Mm-hmm. Um, we also I also teach them how to deal with taking care of their family during that time of the month because during that time some of us it's back to mindset. Um, they just feel as if you know they don't want to be bothered, but your family still needs you, especially if you have young children. And how are you going to explain? to your young children that I can't take care of you because I'm going through a natural occurrence that women experience every month. You know, that's just not acceptable. And if you have young girls, this is what your girl is seeing. And so when she becomes a woman, she's going to do the same thing. And we have to break that negative cycle. Um, Mm -hmm. I also teach women how to dress for the occasion when they're on their period. And with each one of these coaching programs, they uh, are connected to me text during their period um, on their monthly cycle, I will text them tips that are just specifically tailored to them because after we do an analysis, um, what what it is that they normally experience during that time of the month, whether they have problems, they have, whether they're problematic with bloating or cramping, then they'll mm-hmm. get texts sent directly to their phone, specifically tailored to them and for them on what they should be doing during that week of their period. So that's one of the things that we I also offer. Wow, wow. And I think the sooner, the earlier. I know my, for myself, I was nine years old, and my mom passed when I was seven. I was at my, my dad raised all five of us, but I was at my grandparents at the time. And I had no idea what was happening to me. I mean, I thought I was dying. So I think that it is important to... Uh, for mothers, and, and when mothers don't talk about this with their daughters, my mother was passed on. But when mothers don't, uh, it's almost like, are they ashamed to talk to their daughter about something so natural? And you don't know what your, how that's going to hit your daughter if she doesn't even know anything about it. I think it's important that you're offering this to um, to youth so that they can take some, the fear away, like you wonder what's going on. Or uh, if there's any shame around it, you can take that away, especially with people from older, older generations. They might have shame around it, like you did something wrong. So I think that that is good that you offer that. Can you tell us, and you have, we talked about this earlier with the bananas, uh, the, the, the foods with the B6, the oatmeal, uh, and then I, and I've heard I think vitamin D also helps, but and and getting out just in natural sunlight. Can you tell us about some of the time of the month recipes you created, like um, some of the ingredients in the recipes that make the menstrual cycle easier to get through? Um, I know one of them you mentioned I think was ginger, but if you could just talk about some of the recipes you created as well. Well, one of the things that um, you know. When you do hear stuff from your mother, sometimes you just don't listen. And, you know, one of the things that is just so simple is just drinking water. Water mm. definitely helps. But Can I, I piggyback I on that? One of those, uh, oh, I would think water okay. would make you bloat more. Could no, you address that? it actually doesn't. It doesn't. Oh. It actually helps you. Um People think that if you're drinking more water, that it's going to make you bloat more. It's the salt that actually retains the water that makes oh. you bloat. But um, water in itself, it, it it cleanses you. It helps, you know, your liver to actually work better. But I have this thing called TOTM water. And you just drink water. You add some slices of cucumber to it and add some slices of lemon, 
and that's what I call TOTM water. It's very refreshing, and it, it just makes the water, I say, pop even more, because so, you really should stay hydrated during that time of the month. But then I have the TOTM drink, and this drink is something that you juice. So you take a cucumber, and you take a lemon, and you juice it, and then you also take a piece of ginger, and you juice that as well, and you mix that with some purified water or some some spring water, about a half a cup of that. You don't add too much water to it. And then you can actually add a little bit of honey or raw sugar to give it a taste. But that drink right there actually helps with the bloating because ginger is is great for, you know, with helping with the bloating. And if you suffer from, you know, indigestion, that can help as well. And lemons are great as well to help with bloating. So I created that TOTM drink. Um, for women who might experience bloating during their time of the month. Now, I, I, uh, I'm I thinking about some pe- women that I've known in the past. One was tough, as t- I mean, tough, tough, tough. Uh, she was a great volleyball player, but she said that when that, her menstrual came, she, the cramps were so bad. She would just curl up on the, in a ball on the floor, and I just couldn't even imagine it. Another la- a lady I knew would have to go to the hospital. You say, like you say, everybody's different. And some people, mm-hmm. they just breeze through. Some people, you know, just a couple of months later. Some people, the mood, you might become more forgetful. You feel like you're a little foggy in your thinking. Mm-hmm. Just some people very sleepy. But for the, the, the those of us who have that massive pain, and I mean really bad, uh, what would you say to that woman? I mean, where you could, I feel like you can't even walk. Well, for the woman who has the massive pain, and I would always, always say, you know, try things holistically, but if it's, if your pain is so unbearable, definitely consult with your gynecologist, and then also you may want to um, consult with an endocrinologist because it, you know, can be something with your endocrine system. You, you know, I do not profess to be a doctor, but mm-hmm. I am someone who has done massive of research and based off of my own personal um, experience and the research that I've done with the women that I've worked with, these are the things that I've found that have worked. If it doesn't work for you and, you know, you find yourself in so much pain, it can be something more serious, whereas Mm. you do need to consult with a doctor. But what I can say, and everyone is different, everyone's threshold for pain is different. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, some people, the the severity of, of cramps may be, you know, one woman's cramps may be another right. woman's, you know, right. not even a cramp to her. So, right. But I would say it's it's about layers. It's different. There's different aspects to it. It's the mind. So mm-hmm. start off with meditating and stilling and quieting yourself. It's the body. And in the body and on two different levels. Exercise, what you do with your body, and what you mm-hmm. put into your body. What are you eating during that time of the month? If you're eating, if you're consistently eating saturated fats, fast foods, french fries, that's going to help contribute to cramps. So you have to uh, be healthier. You know, you can't mm. eat crap and then say, oh, I'm feeling bad. Oh, because we have these cravings. You want salt. Well, there's natural foods that you can eat as opposed to processed foods that have salt mm-hmm. in it. You know, what is your mm-hmm. body saying to you? I know I used to I used to crave um, sweet and salty all the time during my ah, month. I okay. had to have plain potato chips, and that's not a good thing to eat, mm-hmm. but I had to have plain potato chips and a Hershey ball of almonds and a Diet Coke. Yeah, a Diet Coke, right? Um, <laughs> Every yeah. month, and yeah, I I figured I said you know what it has to be a better way. I can get my yeah. sweet from my bananas, which it actually helped me feel better. Chocolate, yes, you can eat chocolate, but don't eat milk chocolate. Eat dark chocolate because dark chocolate is higher in antioxidants. It's so much better for you, and chocolate actually does help boost your mood. So I I uh, recommend that women eat chocolate during that time of the month. It's mm-hmm. the type of chocolate that you eat. 
Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. now when I have my sweet and salty cravings, sometimes what I'll do is I'll have an olive and I'll have a grape. So the, the uh. olive is salty and the grape is sweet. And I'll alternate uh. that way. So I've changed the things that I eat. Okay. And it's, now, it's uh, the way that you look at yourself and the way that you decide. You decide what type of period that you're going to have. You have mm. to make a decision. And it's it's like with so many other things in life, you ha- you don't expect it all to come together maybe overnight. It might be something that month by month you start to notice you're getting a little better, a little better, a little better, and then something that you struggle with is completely gone. But it could take several months. Sometimes we give up too soon on ourselves. We want to we mm-hmm. get the results. Well, you name it, having a successful business, whatever. We want it right now, and so we quit. Is just just keep going step by step by step, and just like you said with the calendar, you you monitor your results, and you say, you know what, I'm not completely cramp free or whatever, but I'm, it's better. So you just keep getting, you know, uh-huh. just keep moving forward, and you'll finally get to where you want to be. I want to ask you next, what types of events does time of the month? You have an online community, which I checked it out. What, what type of events does the time of the month online community host for its members? Well, we haven't done any recent events. However, uh, in the past, we did have the TOTM Spa Day, which I actually gave away. Um, you know, I do a, a radio show here on Blog Talk Radio, TOTM Tea Talk. And so during the show um, leading up to our TOTM Spa Day, I had contests, and each week we had a different winner to the contest. And so we took 10 winners to a day of pampering at the Hibiscus mm. Day Spa here in uh, Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn. And the reason being is because I always say TOTM days are great spa days. You have to pamper yourself during that time of the month. Uh, if you're experiencing leg cramps during your TOTM, that's the time to schedule your pedicure. You go and get a diva, uh, diva pedicure where they uh, put this lotion on your legs and they massage your, your calves and they'll do your feet as well. So now your your toes are looking good. You're getting a little stress reliever off your your legs and you're taking care of yourself during your TLTM. So um, that was one of the events that we we did. I um, sometimes will do some meetups where we'll get together in a round circle and talk about different aspects of our TOTM. I'm looking forward um, for 2014 to doing a conference, and it's going to be a TOTM getaway. Oh, and my goodness. So we're in the works of doing that. But um, Any idea when yeah. it might be in next year, the f- summer, the fall, or later in the year? Well, I love fall. So, mm-hmm. yes, it, I'm looking somewhere around September next year. Oh, okay, okay. That is something. Let us know. Let us know, and we can announce it here on Off the Shelf, because this is something awesome. that impacts just just about every woman that some women have gone through, you know, and they're no longer having a cycle. Of course, you don't have it when you're pregnant, but most most women uh, and teens and many preteens are impacted by, you know, the the monthly cycle. Are there any tips that said, we touched on this as well a little earlier, as we come down, believe it or not, to the end of the show. Are there any oh tips? I know, we got like 12 the, minutes. The show has gone so fast. It has, it has, and it has. Like, I have so many other questions. I've actually skipped over questions. Uh, are there t- tips or steps that mothers can take? Let's say a mother is, 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 or even somebody like me who's with their grandmother at the time, and that person is, like some of the, the stuff you test on, don't take a bath. It's just from old stuff. And there might be even some shame around it. But are there tips that mothers can take when they had that first discussion with their daughter and when she's going through her first cycle to make it easier for for the mother, whom I feel very uncomfortable, and the daughter? Okay, I'm going to answer that question. But before I answer that question, you know, as we were talking, there's so many different things that we did talk about and I wanted to um, kind of piggyback. Also, when you said the shame with mothers, some mothers don't want to have the talk. And 
I have spoken with women, and I've been told the reason that some women do not want to have the TOTM talk with their daughter is because they feel that their little girl is not a little girl anymore. But mm. even with that, you still have to have the talk. And we definitely have to have the talk with our girls even younger now because there are little girls that are getting their period at six years old. And I say it's wow. from pull-ups to pads. It's like you just got out of your pull-up and now you, you're wow. in a pad. Um, so the tips that I would say, one, I want to give a tip for mothers on how to begin um, having this conversation with their daughters. The best time to do so is when they're on their period themselves. Because oh, it, it okay. kind of gives them, you know, you can ask your daughter, you know, hand mommy a pad. You can show her what pads are and tell her once a month mommy uses this. And you have to, you know, you have to definitely arm your daughters and let them know that they will experience bleeding once a month and that it's not painful. Because when people think about blood, they think about pain. They think about death. And you don't want your daughter thinking that mm-hmm. she's going to die. The first yes. Time that she gets her Look at what happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to you have to arm them with that information. But something that a mother can tell her daughter is that, you know, you can tell her and congratulate her when she gets her first period. Make it make her feel special. Take her out because you want her to know that this is a special time in life and that her body has changed. And now her body has the ability of doing other things like having babies, but that doesn't mean that she's a woman yet. She's a young lady. So you have mm-hmm. to convey this. The, the way that a mother uh, introduces the period to her daughter is going to be very impactful on the way that the daughter thinks about her period. I would agree 100%. <laughs> 100%. And it, it, it can impact her for years. Years and years yeah. and years, and and maybe even forever if she doesn't change the way she 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 approaches it herself. Now you were on Lifetime's balancing act. I gotta ask you before yeah. we wind up today's show, what was it like appearing on Lifetime's uh, balancing act? It was exciting. Um, I, I enjoyed the experience. I flew down to Florida. Um, Lifetime actually emailed me off of a, it was a press release that was done on the second book, I believe, yeah, it was the second book, because there there are three editions of the TOTM Ultimate Period Planner. It used to be the Essential Calendar Planner, but now it's named the Ultimate Period Planner, and, you know, the concept of the book remains the same. Um, There are just some more added tips to it, but, yeah, I was contacted by Lifetime. Um, back in 2011 mm-hmm. to come on the show. And I sat with Christy and we talked about uh, the book and the reason why I created the book. And it was it was definitely a great experience um, to be on a national, uh, national television. It was great. Wow. And you still support that show. Can do you do you know when it airs the day it airs or the time for our listeners who uh, might want to tune in? Yes. Um it actually airs Monday through Friday, uh, in the morning locally, Eastern Standard Time at seven AM. Okay. Thank you, thank you, uh, Valerie. Now what have women been telling you about your books? I know time of the month and then you said the ultimate or, or was the other one the ultimate time of the month or the ultimate period planner? Okay, the ultimate period planner. What have women been telling you about your books? I have received such great responses in regards to the book, how helpful it's been. Um, a lot of women, you know, weren't aware that they can just simply eat bananas. You know, that's just like one of the most simplest things that we could possibly do. It's sweet. It helps you with cramps and bloating. It helps you stay happy. You know, I I know at some point in time I found myself being very irritable. But when I found these natural um, remedies that I can do to change my mood, I, just, I had to share it with my daughter and had to share it with other women. So 
Um, women have actually bought several copies, you know, because they bought one for themselves, and it's like, yes, you know, I have to get free, this for my niece, yes. and I have to get it for, you know, this mm-hmm. other person. So it's it's being received very well. I'm I'm happy to hear that because I, I think that's a message that needs to get out more and more again to where people just see it's a natural thing. The same as there are people who've done, taken steps to make breastfeeding like it's natural. It's not something you got to run and hide and feel badly about. It's just it's it, it's unfortunate that years ago, for whatever reason, people were taught to feel shame or bad about something that you can't even control. Uh, now, because your book deals with a topic that women all around the world work through month after month, year round. Sometimes you might miss your cycle, particularly if you if you people who like when I ran a lot. Sometimes you can miss a cycle, but just about so many women all over the world deal with this. Has it been easier for you to market and sell your book because you just have a, a a book around a topic that billions of people have to? No, it's natural that they deal with. Have you found that to be the case? Well, you know, it's about getting the word out and sharing it and getting the book on the right platforms like um, shows like this, Facing, you know, the time of the month is is just, it's, Facing facing marketing sometimes can be a little challenging, mm-hmm. but um, just getting it on, <laughs> getting the word out on shows like this, and then also blogging and getting the book in the right hands of women. Yeah. And I, I like to say I call them COTM gladiators. Mm-hmm. Getting it into their hands because then they become the mouthpiece for COTM. Okay. So, Are you, you know, I'm thankful that you, you have me on the show and to be able to speak to your your listeners and, you know, maybe perhaps they'll visit the website and they'll actually, you know, support the book, get a book for a girl or for themselves. Mm-hmm. But um, it's it's definitely about where the book is being shared at. And okay. right now we're currently currently working out something with the Girl Scouts, so they're going to be a wow. Young ladies that will be, you know, going through TOTM workshops and getting the books in their hands as well. That is awesome, awesome. Now, can you tell our off-the-shelf listeners where they can get copies of your books? Give the titles again and where they can get copies, please. Thank you. Um, the listeners can go to Amazon.com or they can go to TOTMTimeOfTheMonth.com and the actual book is called TOTM Time of the Month, The Ultimate Period Planner. So um, right now there's one book that's out. We have a tips book that's coming out, but this is the third edition of the book. The other two books are no longer um, being sold. Okay, so they can, and you said they can go, to, if they go to a bookstore and they don't see it, they can ask the clerk to order for them. Is that correct or is it only just online? Well, currently right now it's online through Amazon and through the website. So we okay. haven't uh, we haven't put it in uh, Barnes and Nobles as of yet, but that's something that will be happening soon. And uh, yeah, because I can just imagine. Now the website again is T O T M Time of the Month, and it's spelled T O T M T I M E O F T H E M O N T H dot com. And we have been speaking with Valerie Carey. She's the author of the Time of the Month, and she—that's uh, an organization. She has books, she has services, she has recipes. She's appeared on 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 Lifetime's Balancing Act, and she has other things in the works. She's a retired New York City police officer. She's also a mom, a mentor, and a community activist. And we have just been absolutely blessed to have Valerie Carey again. Time. Time of the month here with us today, and I encourage you to go to her website. You can go to Amazon.com or her website to get a copy of her book for yourself or for a young woman that you know. Some or it could just benefit so many people because a lot of women don't talk about this, and it might be a wonderful gift from you to someone um, 
again, time of the month, T-O-T-M, timeofthemonth.com. And the the founder of the organization and the author is Valerie Carey, and we thank her for being here with us. And I thank each of you, our off-the-shelf listeners, for tuning in. Please tell your, your family, your friends, your colleagues, book lovers, Women, men everywhere to tune in to Off the Shelf, Saturday mornings, 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. We've brought so many wonderful guests uh, in, in front of you who share so many tips and advice with you, things that if you had to go to a workshop, you might have to pay a lot of money for. So if you've benefited in any way, please tell somebody else to tune in. Again, to Off the Shelf, 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, Saturday mornings. Uh, for those who don't know Eastern Standard Time, I just say New York City time. So you can either either one at 11 o'clock on Saturdays. As I always tell you, you are so incredibly valued. You are so, so wonderful and so amazing. Go out and create a fabulous day for yourself. Valerie, I'll shoot you an email. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Valerie, and for all you shared with us. Thank you Remember, time of the month, you guys. See you next Saturday, 11 o'clock. Bye for now. <laughs>